Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Kingdom Chats with Tiffany Miller. I hope you all are doing well on this lovely Wednesday. Today is Wednesday, um, December the 21st. 2022 so happy wednesday to all of you on today i know it's been a while i know it's been a minute um holy spirit prompted me to come on this podcast today so i'm here i hope you all are doing well i pray your family is well I am doing well. All is well on my my end. I will not. I cannot. I shall not complain about a thing. Why? Because this is the day that the Lord has made and um, we shall always rejoice and be glad in it. Listen, you all, I am just here um, um, because the Holy Spirit led me to come on and uh, I really miss you know, podcasting, but Holy Spirit, the Lord has me on strict orders of rest right now. And, um, yeah, I've, I've just been resting and, um, it is all new to me what I'm going through right now. But, you know, before I get started, y'all talking, let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this time. I thank you for every listener that will be tuned in. I thank you for their life. Um, Father, I thank you for your many blessings um, that you are about to pour out upon your sons and daughters that they will not have room enough to receive. I thank you for everything that you are and everything that you're doing. Holy Spirit, I just invite you in on this podcast that you would speak through me, the heart of the Father, for your sons and daughters. In your son Jesus' name, I pray, amen and amen. Um, yes, like I was saying, God has me on strict orders of rest right now. And it's kind of new to me because um, there are times where um, if you fo- have been following my podcast or any other social media ministry, you know, there are times that the Lord pulls me off and brings me back, pulls me off and brings me back on um according to his leading and I follow, right? But this time is different. Um, I believe this may be the longest. Um, He has really pulled me off. I haven't really been ministering like that Um, in, 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 in a good, in a, in a little while, you know, and um, I'm in a good place. I'm in a new place. Um, this this place that I am in, it really reminds me of Psalm 23. And um, I, I just want to take the, a moment just to read it because some of you that are listening may very well be in this place. And the place that I am in reminds me of the green pastures, right? And just give me a moment. I'm going to pull it up. It came right up, y'all. Come on, somebody. Okay. Um, I just want to read it. Um, just just um, verses 1 through 3. Psalm 23, 1 through 3, King James Version. It reads, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. 
he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake okay and and my life right now feels like the lord has literally led me to lie down in green pastures and he has taken me beside the still waters because i've been encountering a peace and contentment that i have never encountered before in my walk with god and um this is what rest looks like and for so long y'all the lord has been prompting me to rest telling me to rest and i thought i was resting but i was not um being toiling worrying all of those things that's not resting in god um wondering how you're gonna do this how you're gonna do that that's not resting in god um, and he really does have me lying down in green pastures. And this has been the best encounter with him. Um, the Lord is refueling me, refining me. Um, he is restoring my soul. And you have to understand, I, I just want to just talk and just be transparent with you all on today's podcast and let you know that being in ministry um especially doing social media ministry um per se i've been doing it since 2017 and there's been so much um so much warfare so much battling so much of everything right the good times the highs and the lows and during this process um uh i i've been through what you called um just a lot of restrictions um from god to me because if you don't know i am a prophetess um i'm a prophetess of the lord i walk actually in the office of the of a prophet and it's like it's it's a totally different lifestyle and it's very demanding um a demanding lifestyle i I don't know what the office of a an apostle or a bishop or a pastor or an elder or a minister looks like but the office of a prophet or if you're a prophetic voice i'm not talking about someone that operates under the spirit of prophecy I am talking about someone that literally walks in the office. It's a heavy mantle and it's a heavy mandate. And um, it calls for a surrendered life that nobody understands unless they actually walk in the office or God has graced them with the ability to understand the makings of a prophet. Um, and what that looks like and what it entails, but it calls for a surrendered life, which we all should have that life, but it's a bit more, I like to say to God, it's a bit more extreme for us, but a lot of people won't understand it, but I, I it's okay. I didn't choose this walk with God. This is the walk God ordained for me to walk in before I was even formed in my mother's womb. Um, I, I've been prophetic all my life and 
this gift and this mantle becomes heavy at times. And, um, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy. And it's a very lonely walk. It can be because you're called to be set apart and you're called um, to separate yourself. Um, at any given moment, at any given time, you're called into the chambers with God and no other place I would rather be. And and people that don't understand the surrendered life in general, when you're surrendered to God, I am surrendered to God. And I have, over my walk with Christ, I have um, begun to notice that people don't really they're not as surrendered to God as I am, which means they don't understand a lot of the things that I do, like why I do what I do. Um, but when you are walking with God and you're surrendered, um, that means my life is not my own life that God has total control over everything that I do. I have, I absolutely have no say in the matter um, of, of what's taking place in my life, uh, my steps, my uh, thoughts. They're, they're really ordered and controlled by God. Um, there's not a day that's ushered in or that comes in that I don't uh, consult God. I commune with him. Um, like, God, what are we doing today? I don't want to be outside of your will. What leading God me direct my steps today? You know, you know, there's not a day I'm not inviting Holy Spirit into my day to sit with me and to 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 speak to me, you know, to lead and guide me into truth. And I am totally surrendered to God. And it's 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 not easy once you live that life, but you're also called to be a prophet in the earth or a prophetess of the Lord in the earth. Um it, it is such a set apart lifestyle. And um, you are subject to the Holy Spirit and you are moving by him. So that that's what I've been doing. I've been called away right now, just not um, called an idol, just just not doing anything. I've been doing a lot of um, interceding, intercessions been going on, a lot of praying and fasting and consecration and and just being imparted into because you have to understand what God is doing um, for the next, what he's doing, the anointing for your next, he's giving it, he's anointing you for your next. This has nothing to really do with man. He may affirm and confirm it through man um, regarding you, but what you, what you're getting, the outpour is literally coming from the secret place of the most high God. And it is going to, um, entail that you abide under the shadows of the almighty during this time as you have to understand we are walking into 2023 and um you at for me i understand the mantle and what's uh required of me because god has already told me these things and i have to be able to be um ready 
and to be focused and to be sober-minded and vigilant in this hour. I cannot afford any distractions in this hour, and God knows that. So he'll call you. So if that is you and you're being called or feel like the Lord is setting you apart right now, or it may not be now, it could be down the road and you listen to this podcast, understand that there comes a time that that the Lord will require that of you for you to come away with him, for you to be set apart and he'll put you under restrictions and say, well, you, you can't be distracted right now. And it is, it's necessary that you focus um, during this time on, on what he's telling you, because when you're called to lead, you cannot afford to fumble people. Okay, when you're called to lead, you cannot afford to be distracted. When you're called to lead, you have to lead and you have to be sober and you have to be reminded that leaders go first. So I have to be in a state of surrender to God that I have to lead the people that he allows me to lead with with great with excellence. Okay, I have to lead them. Um, uh, the right way, because at the end of the day, even as the Lord begins to increase me and enlarge my territory, territory and enlarge my influence to maximal capacity, right? And and when the Lord begins to do that in His time, because right now He's holding me. Okay, uh, it's it's almost like the Lord is holding me right now, and I I, I I'm okay with the hold. I'm okay with what he's doing in my life because I'm I'm surrendered to it and it 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 doesn't matter that's why you have to be very focused on your path and no one else's. You can't look at anybody else's life and see, well, you know, well, God, they're further up the road than I am. Why am I? You have to really focus on where you are in your own path and what God is calling you to, to do, right? And God is in the business of of making sure that you get what you need on time. And as he holds me while I rest, okay, and as he imparts into me and as he activates things inside of me, um, it is my job to surrender to that process. I I don't become anxious. To me, this is the good part Um, because I know what it's like when he releases me out of the threshold and you hit the ground running. Everything is full-fledged, full speed ahead, and everything is contingent upon my obedience to God. And I, I would also like to say, make sure you're not being distracted from what the Lord is doing with you in this hour and don't miss God due to distractions. I find that sometimes people have their minds on everything except for what God is calling them to do. Like if you would give God the the, the time and the attention that you give your distractions, you will be further along than what you are. And oftentimes we worry about the wrong things. My, my thing is this, okay? 
if God has me set apart right now, if God has me on strict orders right now, under strict orders right now, anything outside of what I have going on with God is God's business. And the way that I see it, everything else that is connected or concerning me that I'm not focused on right now, he'll take care of that. Because right now, he's demanding my attention. So you have to understand, by focusing in on God, you're not going to miss out on anything. It is God that controls the earth. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, right? It is God. The king's heart is always in God's hands. God turns people's heart the way he chooses to turn it. You can never lose, is what I'm trying to get you to say, by being obedient to God and fully surrendering to his presence. You you can never lose that way. You don't have to be... concerned with the cares of life or or with your own personal life you have to be concerned about what's going on even there the only thing god says is focus on me and i understand the enemy fights a lot of people with distractions so if that is you on today and you're listening to it rebuke the distractions and focus in on god Because there's something beautiful that he is doing in and through those that are yielded right now. And um, it's like, I just wanted to come on and talk about that. But there's also something else, y'all, that I am wanting to talk about um, before I get off. And I I don't know when I'll be back. Like I said, I was just prompted by Holy Spirit to come on here today and to chat with you all. And um, right now it's indefinite. I don't I don't know what when I'll be back. So I can't say, oh, I'll be back at the top of the year because God didn't tell me that, okay? So I don't know when I'll be back, but I'll be back when he releases me to fully come back and do what I do. But I just wanna talk real quickly um, about a dream I had um, and I, I feel it's important that I share it. So this may be kind of a long podcast. So just bear with me. Um, I had a dream Saturday morning and the dream was, well, the dream that I had, I saw a man's mouth, right? And this man's mouth was so rotten. It was rotten to the core and it, his teeth and gums, and he was missing top teeth and his gums. His whole mouth was completely corrupt and rotten. And the thing that stood out the most regarding this is the darkness that I saw in the man's mouth. It was like a, a, a dark, like a black hollow place in this man's mouth and as i'm sitting there looking at this man's mouth i'm like wow i i it's it's real pitch black dark inside his mouth and i I awake from the dream right and as i awake out of the dream i hear the holy spirit say so crystal clear to me i heard him say defile 
defile. And so immediately I knew where to go in the Bible regarding that. I knew he was talking about a defiled mouth, right? So I just want to read Matthew 15 and 11. It says, not that which goeth into the mouth defileth a man, but that which cometh out of the mouth, this defileth a man. Okay. And, 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 and the man's mouth was defiled and the Lord began to speak to me Saturday morning. And he began to tell me, he said, Tiffany, this is what the mouths of my children look like in the spirit realm. Um, that curse, the promise, the promises, the gifts, that I have in store for them. They're cursing the promise, um, the, the promise or the promises, right? And I said, okay, he said, they're speaking death over the promise instead of life. He said, many um, of them have become hardened. Their hearts have become hardened during the process and the process has hardened their hearts. And he began to let me know that some of their problems is with me. They are upset with me and, and, and to those that are and to those that are not. And he began to speak to me and began to tell me that um, the reason why some of you are not seeing movement the way that you desire to see movement, the reason that some of you are not seeing things go the way that you desire to see them go in your life is because what's proceeding out of your mouth. Um, doubt, insecure, insecurities, um, negativity, um, anger, bitterness, um, these things, things of that nature, um, even fear for some people, um, it's, it's still holding people bondage. Um, and it's like the Lord began to speak to me regarding it. And I just want to read what defile means. Okay. Let, let, let me pull it up. Okay. Let me see. Okay. The definition defile means to make unclean or impure to corrupt the purity or perfection of, to make unclean or impure, to corrupt the purity or perfection of. Your mouth is literally corrupting the perfection of your promise. And God is trying to get many of you to the promised land, but your mouth is cursing it. Your mouth is so defiled, it is stopping and hindering your motion, your movement. That's why some of you are repeatedly going around the same mountain, the same wilderness. You're walking around the same circle. And this was the children of Israel's problem um, that God had with them. They became so hardened during the process. Their hearts became hardened and the Lord began to let me know you have to understand the heart is the foundation upon which you speak corrupt or foul things either your heart is going to produce life or death and you can always tell what's in a person by what's coming out of them oh God
I heard someone give an illustration. If a cup is clean on the outside, I can wash that cup. I can clean that cup. And I mean, that cup looks beautiful. It looks amazing and shiny and so squeaky clean on the outside. But if the cup is dirty and filthy on the inside, who's going to drink out of it? No one, right? See, you have to understand, you can look the par on the outside for some people. And you can look like you got it together on the outside. But everybody around you can always tell what's in you by what's coming out of you, what's proceeding out of your mouth. We can tell a lot by what you say. And you have to understand that it's only because of what's in your heart because the bible lets us know what that out of the abundance of the heart the mouth shall surely speak it's going to speak and whenever we begin to speak in contrary to what god has said then that means we we are now defiling the promise whatever he spoke concerning us now god gives us james 1 and 17 states that all good and perfect gifts come from the father above with lights read it james 1 17 paraphrasing that okay so read that and, and and god you have to understand god gives us good and perfect gifts god is not going to give you a horrible gift god is not going to give you a snake god is not going to give you something that's going to make your life miserable all good and perfect gifts come from him but you have to understand that whenever we speak against what he has said we take what is holy, we take what is pure, we take what is clean, and we allow it to become corrupt and tainted and to become imperfect now because our mouth is defiling it and speaking in total opposition, which in the spirit realm, it looks as though which we are partnering with what Satan has said. And it, it during your process, I know some of us have been in a long process, but just stop and think how much have you really believed God during the process? Have you doubted God more than you believed him? And see that, that, that makes a difference when, when, when you are, are doubting him more than you're believing him, then that's a problem because as kingdom over here in the kingdom the bible tells us we walk by faith and not by sight so it's never how anything looks i don't care how well this is the reality this is what i see this is how things look when god speaks a thing over our life that is the reality i don't care what it looks like what you're seeing is not the reality what he said is the reality. So I just want to encourage you to stop cursing what God is, is trying to bless you with. And you have to understand, you have to be patient with the process because, and I know some of you are like, I've been patient enough, but you have to understand that God gives good and perfect gifts. And that there's a process to getting you, giving you your gift. We want 
a particular thing to be like how we want it. We're waiting on a child. That could be a promise. We're waiting on the ministry to start. That could be a promise. We're waiting on marriage. That could be a promise. We're waiting on the on the business. That could be a promise. And you have to understand because it looks like it's never going to happen because it looks like it's not happening. Well, God, why why are you doing that? And even for those that know, you know, you who your spouse is, you could be courting, you could be engaged, you could be, you know, just waiting, whatever the, 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 uh, whatever the issue is, the problem may be, whatever you're doing is what I'm saying. Um, how you wait and how your heart is postured matters. And you have to go to God and first of all, repent because when we come against what God has said and spoken, God did not change his mind and he's not going to, you have to understand God spoke something to me the other day. It's one thing for people to choose. But the things that we are standing for and believing God for, the promises, God chose these promises for us. God told us these promises. God promised us these promises. We didn't ask for these things. And some of you, the people that you may be um, believing God for, God chose your spouse. He did it. He, it wasn't your choice. It wasn't the people's choice. It was God's choice. And you have to understand when waiting on God, it, and this is in any aspect of your life, whatever he has promised you, if God chose this for you, it cannot be reversed. It cannot be replaced. God's choice cannot be replaced. It's already written. Just like with David, the people, with, with Saul, uh, uh, the people chose Saul. Saul was never God's choice. God gave the people what they wanted, but he didn't choose Saul. God's choice was David. And that's why he anointed. And that's why David could not be replaced. David ruled and reigned. Why? Because God set him in position. God chose him. And God began to let me know if I chose it, it can't be replaced. If I chose it, it's going to prosper. If I chose it, it's going to flourish. If I said it, I said what I said. And I can't go back on, my, on, on what I said. I'm not going to repent about what I said. So I just want to let you know to please. Go to God and stop. It's the hardness of your heart because what's in your heart is coming out of your mouth and what's coming out of your mouth is, is, is death and it's not life. And God wants you to get his promises, but you have to be in a place where you can receive and you cannot receive the promises of God with a hardened heart. So if that is you and you, you have been really defiling with your thoughts, with what's in your heart, if your heart is hardened, it won't take forever. Listen, you got to speak life. Your heart of stone has to become a heart of flesh. When your heart becomes a heart of flesh, guess what? You'll begin to speak life over what he promised you. And it won't matter what it looks like. You're going to partner with God. Like, God, I don't care what it looks like. You know, this, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. It doesn't look like I'm going to ever have a child. It doesn't look like I'm going to ever get married. It doesn't look like I'm, I'm never going to start the business. I'm never going to start the ministry. But it, it, it doesn't matter what it looks like because we walk by faith and not by sight, right? Because this is what kingdom citizens do. We are kingdom. We're in this world, but we're not of it. 
And so we have to be reminded that God, um, he, he, he wants us to, to be able to receive what he wants to give us, but you can't receive it until he breaks your, the hardness off your heart. So I suggest that you go before God with a true repentance and repent. Repent to him for coming out of alignment, for disagreeing with him. Repent to him. Repent to God and tell him you're sorry. And ask God to break all the hardness off of your heart. And I promise you, and from this day forward or whenever you hear this, begin to speak life every day over what he said. Don't come into agreement with what Satan said. Begin to speak life. And what does that look like? God, I'm, as an example, God, you know I've been waiting on this man to, 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 to get right, to do right, whatever the case may be. And instead of you doubting God, I don't think he's going to get right. It don't seem like he's going to get right. It doesn't seem like we're, we're making any progress. It doesn't seem like we're going to make in any movement because I coach a lot of women and, a lot, and some of you are standing, right? And instead of speaking death and defiling that man, this is what your prayer should look like. Every day, y'all, I'm going to tell y'all what I do. Every day, I pray for my husband my future husband. Every day I pray for him. Every day I'm speaking life over him. Was I doing that this entire time? No, I wasn't. I was only doing it when I was prompted and led by Holy Spirit. But during my time of rest, the Lord has actually had me interceding for, for my future husband, right? And he changed my perspective. It started with honestly 31 days of prayer for him. And that 31 days of prayer turned into what is seemingly a lifestyle of me speaking life over him. This is something that I've recently began to do. And the Lord shifted my whole perception and thought on the matter. Not that I was speaking deaf, you know, but there were times my mind would be on a wonderful like, God, you know, what's what's going on? What's up? Like, what, what are we doing? But God was like, no. And he changed my perspective. So I, I'm, I'm saying this for somebody. Somebody needs to hear this. So I began to pray prayers that only speak a life towards my husband. So I pray when I pray for him, I pray God protect him today. God, cover him today. I rebuke every demonic plan and plot. God, I rebuke every satanic work now. I come against every lie of the enemy now. God, I decree the hardness of his heart is broken. Any hard places, stony places that he may have in his heart, I, I decree that it's broken in the name of Jesus. I speak life over my union. God, I decree and declare every cell every blood vessel, every vital organ in his body lines up with the word of God because we have a purpose to carry out in the earth and he shall be in good health. And God, his soul is even going to prosper. So God, I speak to his soul right now in the name of Jesus. This is what I pray. God, I decree boldness over my husband. I decree that he roars and that he goes and steps into the calling that you have for his life. 
God, I decree that he's blessed. I decree his hands are blessed. I decree his finances are blessed. I decree increase upon him. God, I decree and declare that the angels of the Lord begin to strengthen him and minister to him. God, protect him while he's on driving. But protect him. Protect his vehicles. God, protect him. Put a shield and a hedge of fire around him that, you know, he becomes impenetrable to the forces of darkness. God, I rebuke all temptation for the for the day. Anything the enemy has plotted, is, and, and, and this is what my prayer looks like. So it gives no the devil no room. So every day I get up, this is what I'm praying over him before my day even gets started because it's shifting things in the spirit. And you have to understand, you, you will begin to see things set into motion. It's, it's, it's not that you, it's, it's, it's not that, you know, you, you got to just focus and hone in on him, but it's, it's, it's showing God that you promised me marriage, right? So I know it's coming. So let me, let me, let me go ahead and pray over this man's loins. Come on, somebody. I decree his seed is blessed in the name of Jesus. I decree that there shall be women and men of God that shall proceed if that's the will of God for your life, if you're having more children, but you need to be praying over his seed and you need to start calling his seed blessed. You need to start calling everything about him blessed. Why? Because you are a part of him and he is a part of you. And if he's blessed, you're blessed. Come on somebody. And you have to change your perspective. God, I thank you for overflowing my finances. I thank you, God, for increasing my finances. I thank you, God, for blessing me today. I thank you for providing provision today. I thank you, God, that I am in the land of overflow. I thank you, God, that I shall be the lender and not the borrower. I thank you, God, that you shall give me the ability to help others. God, I thank you for I, that I shall be a kingdom financier. I thank you that I will be able to fund and help people. I thank you, God, that I will be a major help to people that I will use the income that you will increase me with and gift me with, God, to help your kingdom. God, I thank you for, for the ability to be able to take people off the streets and put them in homes. I thank you, God, for be, uh, allowing me to be able to buy single mother's vehicles. I thank you, even though you don't see it, this is what you are believing and you're coming into, into uh, uh, agreement with, you get what I'm saying. You have got to start speaking life. You have got to start, do it every day. If you heed what the Lord is saying, and if you do what I tell you, and if you heed the instructions, you will start, you will begin to see motion. It, when you do this, it leaves no room for the enemy to come in. When you say, God, I thank you, and even when he launched a dart of doubt, God, I thank you for my children those that are believing for kids. God, I thank you for the financial break, financial freedom breakthrough. I thank you, God, when the enemy comes in like a flood and tell you you're never going to be married. I thank you, God, for my husband. I thank you for my family. I thank you, God, for this ministry. It may look like no one's coming and that you don't see. I thank you for every pew being filled. I thank you for this place being packed out as your as as people are in here on fire for you. You got to decree it before you see it. Come on somebody. And the Lord is just wanted me to let somebody know stop defiling the promises that he's spoken to you. 
by what you're saying. Because as long as you're defiling it, you are never going to get to the promised land. Because that's an indication that the hardness, there's hardness. There's, your heart is a heart of stone. Repent and ask God to break every stony place out of your heart and turn your heart into a heart of flesh. And you will begin to see movement and motion in your life. Listen, I thank you for your time. I know this is a long podcast. I don't even know when I'll be back. But I I just had to come on prompted by Holy Spirit. Again, this is Kingdom Chats with Tiffany Miller. I love, love, love you all to life. I pray you have a blessed day and a beautiful week. God bless you. Bye-bye.